Shall we do what we do? Yeah. Good sound. It was that was a good one. Good sound this week. <laughs> I feel like you know how you know how sometimes like you know like superstitions where like if you do a certain ritual then like a show will turn out good or something like that. Yeah. I feel like that's us with the ceremonial opening of the V8 can. Like if it has a good sound, then we're going to have a good episode. Exactly. Exactly. Can I also just say before we even get started on this episode? Mhm. You're sick. Yes. I am also under the weather. <laughs> we're uh, we're doing great. It's November, gang. It's time for you know the November sadness and also the November sickness. Yeah. We're we're done with the sickness. Vampire Diaries fancast only 10 years too late. This week, we are watching The Vampire Diaries Season 6, Episode 4, Black Hole Sun. Banger song. Again? Again, they keep naming these fucking... They keep naming these episodes after 1994 songs, and I gotta say, banger year in music all around, guys. Good job. It was. (laughs) Good work, team. We did it. We did real good that year. (laughs) That's the year I was born. (laughs) Good work, team. We did good work that year, including Brian's birth. We did good work. <laughs> it's so weird because every time they go May 10th, 1994, I'm like, so I was a month and a like a month old. <laughs> As always, I'm your host, B, joined here by my co-host, Brian. Say hi, Brian. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Let's get into it, shall we, with the first episode, with the first sentence of this episode description. Guys, I told you at the top. I'm I'm not feeling well. Brian's also sick. Nobody's. I'm not feeling well. Brian's not feeling well. Nobody's driving the plane. Basically, I love how we're like the first sentence of this, and it's just all commas. Yeah, I know exactly. I was it's actually like, not even. I w- hadn't even read it yet on the wiki, but now that you said it, I can see nothing but commas from here on out. Okay. Oh, I found a paragraph. Found a, found a sentence. We're good. When Damon and Bonnie realize that uncovering a time in Damon's past may provide clues to finding their way home, Damon is forced to relive one of the worst days of his life. And I gotta say, gang, I think Damon was having a pretty average day. Everybody Honestly, else was having the worst day of their life. I I forgot. Like, I love when they, they were like teasing this episode back in the day. Uh, they were like, this we're gonna show Damon's worst day ever. And I'm like, which one? Like, are we going back say, to this, like... This is like a Thursday for him. <laughs> this is... And TVD always aired on a Thursday. So it's like, oh, Damon's having a bad day. Must be Thursday. <laughs> Must be a day that ends in Y. <laughs> Again, this is not Damon's worst day of all time. Not even close. I don't know if he no. like... Emotionally, he doesn't even seem to have that big of a reaction to it this episode. So I don't think this is his worst day. Yeah, and there's going to be, like, the episode, like, an episode in season seven where he's literally in his own personal hell where it's his worst day ever, I think. (laughs) So it's kind of, like, so it kind of, like, undermines, like, for me, like, personally, I was like, oh, this is not his worst day, like, woohoo. I mean, what he, he didn't really, he, he did, it was, It's just not, like... It's not above what Damon has done before. 
He's just <laughs> having like a regular day. Yeah, it's just a bad mental health day. <laughs> we cannot call this man doing murders a bad mental health day. We cannot. <laughs> It'd be funny though. Just like, oh, he's committing murder. Bad mental health day. <laughs> oh, whoops. Um, yeah. Whoops. Whoops. So this episode starts with everybody's favorite trio, the world's worst polycule. It's Damon and Bonnie and Kai just vibing in the little <laughs> prison dimension. I feel like I, I might have unlocked something terrible by just calling it the world's worst polycule, actually, because I feel like they are trying to make a Kai and Bonnie thing happen, but it never quite happens. No, it never should happen <laughs> at all. It should not, considering he is, again, a psychopath. But also, there was, was like this one weird moment of tension in this episode where she like pushes his chest or something. And it's yeah. like, okay, what are we trying to do here, gang? I don't know. Honestly, there's some days where I'm like, it feels like they're trying to do like, well, if Elena can forgive a mass murder, maybe Bonnie can. I'm like, no, Bonnie has more self-respect than that. She does. She also deserves better than anything this series ever really gives her. Long term, anyway. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kai basically says, like, hey, I have the knowledge to get out of here once we, once we do it. Bonnie has the magic to do it. Why don't you just like tell me a story while we get to work and you tell me about the worst day of your life, May 10th, 1994. I forgot how much I loved Kai. Kai is so funny. <laughs> I just was Kai watching this so and I'm like, funny. and I'm like, I'm so, I know I'm supposed to hate this man. Like I know I'm supposed to hate him. And Chris oh, Wood. Yeah, for sure. And Chris, Chris Woods Wood is so good at this. <laughs> he is fantastic. And he seems like one of the most genuine, nice human beings to walk this earth. And he's playing and the most unhinged motherfucker to ever yes. <laughs> to ever exist. Like, I love him. Julie Plack and like the every producer, like everyone on the show, they struck gold with him. Like, it's a miracle that they got him. Like, I could not imagine anyone else playing Kai. Literally. Yeah, exactly. That that's that's the thing here is nobody else could play Kai. Like when you have no. a really good villain on this show, nobody else can play them. Like nobody else could be Klaus other than no. Joseph Morgan, and nobody else can be Kai other than Chris Wood. He's just so good. And no one else could do Catherine but Nina, so it's like Exactly. Well, maybe no. I, I was about to say, we did get that little stint of Matt Davis as Klaus, but even then, like, no. we didn't. We didn't have anything to compare it to at that point. Now we do. Now I'm like, no, you're not allowed to. Michael Trevino, you did a good job for that one episode. <laughs> that one up, you did good. You tried your best, buddy. I just, like, Chris Wood is so good at his portrayal of Kai because Kai is so, like, He's, like, low-key but annoying, but also, like, he always acts like he's one step ahead, even if he doesn't seem to be. Like, he's just so good. He's, Kai is one of my favorite villains of TVD, period. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, Like, I think he's, he might be number one. 
Because I love Klaus and him being a menace, and I love Catherine and her being a menace. But like, I feel like Kai just has that something special where you're like, oh, you're just an unhinged man. And I, I feel think, like we need that yeah. every once in a while. I know. I think it's just because Kai is like, he has no remorse for what he did. I mean, like, there is they are going to kind of explore that later on. Yeah. But like, it's not going to be genuine. But it's just like, he's there just to... He's just there to like fuck a, shit up and cause problems. Yeah, and if you're here for the legacies days, like, and you want, you've seen Kai, like, you know who he is. You've seen this man once before. <laughs> you, you have seen this film before, and we, well, I mean, I did I, like that ending. It was very I was okay with how poetic. it ended, actually. I was very, it was very poetic and needed. But I was kind of hoping, like, if legacies did get that season five, Chris, they could be like, hey, Chris, want to come back? You want to come back and be the ultimate devil for these children to fight? Because boy, you yes. could. <laughs> I just think there's something about a villain who is a villain for the sake of it, which is what Kai yeah. is right now. That just like, I love that shit. Like, yeah. Klaus and Catherine are always villains for a reason. You knew it. You know, you dove into their backstories and you were like, oh, okay, you were wronged in life or whatever, whatever. And now you're a villain. Mm-hmm. Kai's just a villain, like for the fun of it. Yeah, because one day he's just like, I'm going to be evil. He just decided. Exactly. Like, it's so good. He just decided it. And it's great. Ow. (laughs) He's so good. Anyway, we get a flashback to Damon coming back to Mystic Falls. And uh, Zach Salvatore has uh, ownership of the boarding house. And he invites Damon in. Stefan basically tells Damon, like, hey, you're on thin fucking ice. But I want you to want to be better. So we're doing this and yeah. basically it's like, Hey, this is Zach and this is Gail, Zach's pregnant girlfriend. Surprise. <laughs> I, I missed Zach. I was kind of happy to see him. Again, he was just though. here a little bit, but I think he was so it, what we saw of him just like here for like a split second is such an interesting dynamic, especially his relationship with like Stefan and how yeah. Zach seems to like, or Stefan seems very like, What's the word I'm looking for? Like, differential to Zach. Like, Mm -hmm. he defers to Zach's judgment. He's like, you know, if Zach wants you in, he will let you in. Like, even though Stefan is an almighty vampire and could kill Zach in an instant, he doesn't. He very much wants to, like, have a regular human relationship with him. Yeah. Which I just think is really nice. It is. And it's just as nice that, like, we were able to get the same actor back and everything like that. I like when, like, because Vampire Diaries is actually pretty good at this, like getting the same people back, and it's yeah. kind of nice. Like, there's rarely any recast on this show. If they need to do it, they do it, but like, it's rare. Have they recasted anyone before? I don't know if they did in mainline TVD. I don't think they did. Oh, interesting. Good job. It, I mean, department. if they did, they just body jumped. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. They just did a body jump. <laughs> that's true. Why recast when you can make a plot reason for it? Exactly. Back in the present day, Stefan shows Elena his system of starting over with a new life. Uh, I... He like shows her his like terrible little job where he has no vampire privileges because he has fucking taxes and social security and health insurance and i just want to say if he is always paying into the social security taxes thank you actually honestly good for you Stefan. 
social security people need to pay into social security to be able to yeah. benefit from social security so like thank you vampires for paying into social security <laughs> Stephen's, really Stephen, funny Stephanie will commit mass murder but tax fraud is not one of them exactly <laughs> listen i just think that you know you need to plant gardens in a or plant seeds in a garden you'll never get to see that sort of thing you know what i mean like yeah. sure you can just pay into Medicare and also social security taxes. You'll never use them, but fuck it. It's the right thing to do. I Which love, I, I just I love think is really funny. <laughs> it's even funnier because it's like health insurance. I'm like, dude, you're literally a vampire. You can heal at like the, the like you can come back from the dead and you're fine. I just think it's it's very funny. And I, I like I also again, they're being so fucking cruel. Tistelena's. They're being so cruel. This episode is cruel and unusual punishment. (laughs) That's for fucking sure. It really is. But it made my like, oh, I just love Paul and Nina. They just kill it. They're just, ugh. They're too good for this world. Like, they're too good at this. I hate them for it. I was actually just talking about it today about how I was talking about it on Tumblr. <laughs> Follow Afterbite on Tumblr at AfterbitePod um, or we're, what are we, AfterbitePod.tumblr.com or whatever. Whatever. It's fucking, so. our URL's AfterbitePod. Who gives a fuck? I got that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but I was just talking about it with <laughs> on there today is like fucking... The Vampire Diaries making Elena fall in love with Damon was the biggest act of character assassination I've ever seen on TV. (laughs) Yeah. This is the JFK of character assassinations. (laughs) Elena's whole head got blown off by a shooter on the grassy knoll. Listen, like, it is just atrocious to me. And then they have the audacity, the audacity to do fucking... Episodes like this, where fucking Stefan and Elena get fake engaged to show, to show, you know, Stefan's like five step process to getting a new life. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. This is fucked up. This is cruel and unusual punishment. It really is. Jeremy is throwing up at the hospital because he's very uh, wasted and terrible. And, um, Alaric is there with him, and uh, they meet up again with everybody's favorite pretty doctor, Joe. I love uh, so much. Joe is so she's so pretty. <laughs> Jody Lynn O'Keefe, can you like talk to me? What's up, girl? <laughs> um, but uh, basically, Alaric has some joke about like um doing a full workup on Jeremy as well as testing for STDs. Alaric, a comedy actor. A comedy actor. Also, fuck He's, Matt Davis. You're a piece fuck of Matt shit. Davis. Alaric, you can stay. Alaric, you're, you're a comedian. Alaric's fine. I love you, Alaric. But Matt Davis, I said this when Twitter was shutting down the other day. Fuck you. Fuck you. I also managed to piss off hosies, but that's a different story. You could, like, we could throw a rock and piss off a hosie. I could. Like, it'd be funny. We should, actually. <laughs> no, we're not funny. throwing rocks. Back in the prison realm, Kai tells Damon and Bonnie that he'll get him, that he'll get them out of the prison dimension by harnessing the power 
of the eclipse using a mystical relic called the Ascendant. And boy, I love our new MacGuffin. I love our new little plot object. This thing is going to haunt us until the end of time. Literally forever. It's really funny because this is like this, because this is like when we got the Gemini Coven. When we were watching, like when I was watching this, like 2014, 13, whatever it was. Like, little did I know that this Gemini bullshit would this be ruining Gemini my life. Gemini shit. Goddamn. <laughs> would be in every goddamn show. And I'm just like, here we go with another prison world. Woohoo. Literally. This is back when things were fresh and new and unique. <laughs> and the Ascendant was just a fun, magical artifact. Now we got fucking Geminis coming out our ears. We got fucking ascendants over here, ascendants over there, ascendants in New Orleans. Like, there is so much. But for now, everything is new and fun. I know. There's only just one. Thank God. There's only one prison world. Back in the flashback of 1994, not prison world 1994, we're having, like, flashbacks inside of prison worlds, inside of flashbacks. It's all fucked up and weird. Stefan notices that everybody's bestie, Gail, has two puncture wounds on her wrist. Uh, He interrupts Damon's uh, conversation with Liz Forbes. Uh, Liz Forbes is very cute. Caroline is apparently like a month, a year old here, I think. Yeah. They have a picture of Caroline, but... It's Candace. It's super, it's super definitely Candace, of course. And you know Candace's mother was delighted to drag that photo out of whatever album oh, it was in so that they could use it in a TV. You know. You ever think about that when, like, character photos are very clearly just actors? Do you ever think about the actor having to make that call to their mom? Yeah. And their mom having, like, the best day of her life going through their baby photos? I think about that all the time. It's very cute. Anyway. Um... <laughs> I don't think this works timeline wise because she says that Caroline's like a year old, right? Yeah. And that would mean that Caroline was born in 1993 sometime. Yeah, because Elena was born June 1993. And, and then she's graduating in 2012? Is that correct? Uh yeah, because I graduated with some people from 93. No, she graduated in 2011. Okay. Technically in the, Wait, in when, that did timeline, you, when did when did you graduate high school? 2012. 10 2012? years ago. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay, bestie. It's okay. <laughs> okay, so that means... Um, okay, so I guess she did graduate in 2011. I just yeah, kind of forget that, like, this show... They are one year out of high school and it's in 2013, but uh, 2014, but technically it's set back. They like did some funky shit with time. So it doesn't quite work. Okay. No, that's fine. It really, honestly, after like season one, I lost so much track of like what year it was. Yeah, that's exactly. I was like, I don't think that works timeline wise, but I guess it does. Yeah. It's kind of just like one of those, like it's timeless. Like Julie said, with like with the legacies is going to be. So yeah, I like, was just like, I don't think, because I was confused because I, like, I didn't think that was 18 years, but that's about give or take. Yeah? Okay, yeah. fair. Yeah. You win this one, TVD writers. 
I just wonder if there's like an actual because I know like they have like they probably have like a continuity person like in the room or like someone who like keeps track of it and everything like that. And if they have to go above it, they do. Yeah. But like, is someone keeping track of the timeline? Because I know the wiki is. The wiki is they're doing an admirable job of it. Honestly, they're like 2032 in this of spring of 2032. I'm like, huh? <laughs> what happened here? But honestly, I'm very like curious if someone actually did do that. Oh no, they absolutely did. Um, I wonder <laughs> whose job it was. <laughs> some poor unfortunate <laughs> script supervisor who in the, who in the legacy their... on the legacy set was like. Because after Kaylee, because it was Kaylee at Kaylee Bryant, she was our TVD continuity expert, and then she left. So it's like, who did it? <laughs> she was doing double duty: script supervisor and acting. Damon had apparently at some point taken Gail and Zach off of Vervain a week earlier without them knowing. So he's just been feeding off of them, erasing their memories of it, and so on and so forth. Uh, Stefan's sick of his shit, and he snaps Damon's neck. Deserved. Period. Just deserved. I mean, honestly, it's about damn time someone did it again. (laughs) Um, Bonnie does a locator spell to find the Ascendant. She discovers that it is on Kai, and it has been on Kai the whole time. He had it all along, but defends himself by saying he wanted to test Bonnie's precision. And this was the scene that I was like, are you guys trying to start something here? Yeah, I don't think you should be. Yeah, honestly, I forgot that, like, I was like, oh, yeah, they're going to go to Portland for a little bit and then get the Ascendant and then come back and do the thing. And I was like, wait, no, because they do go to Portland later on in the season. Yeah, they but do I was like, go to Portland. This? I think, like, next episode, our little. No, I think it's the episode. I think it's the Thanksgiving episode. They do that. The first and only Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> no. Man, we're nearly right on time-wise, actually, because we are Honestly. recording this a few days before Thanksgiving. Um, Honestly, we're, we're going to release the Christmas episode by Arbor Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. While, um, while they're out looking for the spot, apparently they need to be in a certain spot for the ascent. Oh, wait. No, hold up. I'm skipping something. Didn't I? No, I'm not. Okay, yeah, I'm good. So while they're out looking for the spot, they need to be in like a specific spot for the Ascendant to work. She yeah. finds out that Kai killed four of his siblings when she sees a newspaper uh, that just reads about the murder happening in uh, Portland. And she changes her mind about helping him, basically. This is where Jesus. we learn that Kai has a shit ton of siblings and literally no emotions. It's also one of my favorite lines of his. Oh, isn't it the, the Malachi line? It's a, hello, not everyone died. I had a soft spot for one of my sisters because otherwise I would have cut her lungs out and not just her spleen. You can survive <laughs> without a spleen. Like, you can. You can. <laughs> Also, the Malachi line is really funny. Like, who names a kid Malachi? It's like they expected yeah. him to be evil. Kai just speaks in zingers, guys. I'm so he sorry does. to say. He speaks in zingers and he eats jelly with his fingers. Which like, is fucked up and weird. Which is the worst but, thing about him, actually. I could excuse it, the murders. I draw the line at eating jelly with your bare hands. But apparently that was, like, improv by Chris Wood. 
Are you fucking kidding me? I think Actually, so. Yeah, no, that tracks. That does seem like a Chris Wood thing. I think he because you remember on Legacies when he was like making that sandwich, he's just eating everything. I'm like, this is this is so fucked, but I love it. Yeah, you know what? Actually. I'm defending that as very good character work by Chris Wood, actually. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know when you think something's just like a little bit off with somebody, but then they start doing some weird shit and you're like, oh, no, I was correct to dislike you. You dislike Kai before he even gets to his sibling things because of the jelly thing. Yeah. The jelly thing you're is like, fucked you're- up and weird. <laughs> you're like, there's something wrong with this man. Kai also um, points out, like, how he killed each of his siblings. He, like, goes through it in more detail than I thought they could get away with on a CW show. (laughs) Yeah. He says, I hung these two off of a stairwell railing, and then I put a hunting knife into her abdomen, and him, I drowned in the pool, but he kept fighting me, and I was like, I saved you for last, you ungrateful little... Anyway, that was that. And just, like, walked away. And I love this shit. I love this man. He's so funny. He is. I love him. It's like we haven't had a villain like this since Klaus. That's just, ugh. Like, we had Catherine be evil, obviously. Catherine and Klaus were both evil. But Kai's just like, anyway, I murdered four of my siblings. (laughs) Anyway. Klaus and Catherine, soft evil. Kai, evil. He mentions here that he doesn't have powers. Interesting. Strange. We'll get back to that later, I assume. That's that's a secret mouse tool for later. (laughs) That's a secret mouse tool for about mm, 10 minutes when we get to this part. Yeah. (laughs) We're kind of just going through this episode because it is like not a lot of things happen. But it's like, yeah, no, it's very streamlined. Like they, they pretty much get down to like the nitty gritty and they just do it. Oh my god, we missed my favorite Selena scene. I just sort of skipped over it. We did? Oh, we can do it now. It's fine. We can do it now. It's fine. Stefan and Elena are in a bar, uh, and Stefan's trying to teach Elena his, like, little, um... Little... His little, little like, five-step plan to, like, being better again. Stefan's reboot plan. (laughs) Basically. And... He asks Elena to head to hand him her ring, her daylight ring. So she moves out of the light and does it. And Which imagine she did it. Like imagine she wasn't that smart. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, oh, He's fuck. like, here you go. Ah! <laughs> that actually would be really funny. <laughs> Stefan grabs her ring and then kneels in front of her, holding her ring up towards her. And he raises his voice and <laughs> I love him. <laughs> I can't. I can't. This scene is too. Oh, this scene it's... again. They are so <laughs> fucked up for doing this to like recovering Stelena's. They are so fucked up for this. Right they after, really right after Elena's stopped being in love with Damon, like they're fucked up for this one. They are. They gave me hope that I was getting them back. And it's fucked up. It is. So, Stefan asks Elena to marry him, basically. And they're doing it as, like, you can tell they're doing it as, like, 
a, bit. a joke. They're doing yeah. it as a bit. They're very much committing to the bit here. Um, Elena's like, oh, you're not just asking me. You're not just proposing to me because I'm pregnant, are you? And everybody behind them is like, oh, shit. Is he not? Elena, is he? <laughs> Elena yes, and that shit. She was exactly. like, exactly. I and went to like, one improv class with Caroline. <laughs> It's like, no, I'm proposing to you because you're my rock, all right? You've been through my side through multiple rehabs, the jail time, the bullfighting injury. <laughs> it's even funnier because you can, like, just, you can, like, translate that because how many times has Stefan, like, relapsed and, like, He's been gone detoxed? to Ripper Rehab, exactly. He's gone to Ripper Rehab. How many times, how many t- what was the other one? The jail time. The jail time when he was literally injury, bullfighting injury, probably Klaus. Like, let's be real here. (laughs) I just like like, these two being cute and like riffing off each other and like having a fun joke and like getting everybody in the bar to buy them food and drinks. Like, it's just funny. It is funny. I love them. I love these two. And I think it's even better that I got two Stelena proposal scenes and in the entire remaining history of the Vampire Diaries zero Delenas. <laughs> Actually an honest to goodness win and really Honestly, I'm gonna be real we needed this so bad. There is a Delena proposal scene they did shoot for the series finale but Julie and her beautiful wisdom. In was her like, infinite wisdom. In her infinite wisdom was like this doesn't work for the plot and cut it and I was like yes thank you. Thank God. Thank I won. <laughs> I win. And that's all I care about. And the Delanas lose. And that's all I care about, actually. <laughs> Listen, I don't have to win. The I Delanas just need the to Delanas lose. to lose. And they're losing a lot this season. Except when, until they get their ring kiss and then they, <laughs> they And then go they're winning like, again or what the fuck ever. And they get twelve care. they get twelve extra points. Um, so that whole bit happens. Yeah. There's all that. Flashback in 1994. Uh, Damon is imprisoned in, like, the, a little, like, shed. Um, yeah. Still on the property. <laughs> still on the property, and, like, without his daylight ring, like, thanks, good job, uh-huh. I guess, gang. I um, there's not a, a way that the sun can be blocked out anytime soon. Yeah, thankfully. Um, Damon, like, Stefan's like, why the fuck did you actually come back here? And Damon's like, you know, I missed my brother. I wanted to have a connection to my humanity. I wanted to feel something again. And, um, he's like, you know, let's just, let's just go. You know, we can get you off this vegan diet, teach you how to feed. What do you say? Trust me. And Stefan's like, absolutely not. Goodbye. (laughs) Here's the thing. I truly believe that Damon was being genuine. Like, I feel like he wasn't, like, he wouldn't come back. Like, he literally was pissed at Stefan for everything. Hadn't seen him in, like, 40 years at this point. No, 30. 20? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. One of those. I don't know. But, like, he felt, it felt genuine. Like, he actually wanted to try. It just didn't go in his favor. It's kind of like old habits die hard. Like, he hadn't, like, grown up, which is ironic. <laughs> He hasn't grown up and, like, put the work in. I know. Like, come he, on. He doesn't put the work in until this season, which is scary. 
Hey, remember how he's one of the heroes of the show? Anyway. Um, he's more the anti-hero. <laughs> he is the problem. It's him. Am I the drama? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. Back in present day, Alaric and Jeremy are fighting in the woods. Um, Which, random. Like, <laughs> random that they're just, like, back here fighting again. Like, like the boys are fighting. The- Congrats, I guess. <laughs> he was in the hospital. <laughs> he was just in the hospital trying to fucking recover here. Oh, also, I Wait. feel like it's important to note that Alaric does strike out in flirting with Joe. Uh, he is oh, very bad yeah. at that. I love that. I loved that Joe was like, hi, I was flirting with you. You didn't notice that. So, bye. I- Joe, I know this isn't your style, but girl, I'm going to tell you right now, you would fucking kill it as a lesbian. Yeah, she would. I'm so, like, I know that you're like, whatever, you're the new love interest for this dude. But, like, girl, you would fucking kill it in the gay club scene. I just know you would. She would. And if only she knew what her daughters would be like. <laughs> You're about to make the two fruitiest people on earth. Yeah. <laughs> I say with such love in my heart. Honestly. You're about to make like. <laughs> like the most soft pansexual little baby. And then just a mean lesbian who's taking a really long time to figure that part out. Like. Yeah. Like. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Does it ever hit you, Brian, that eventually we are going to get the honor of talking about legacies and we get to, you'll get to hear every single week my like 12 point essay as to why Lizzie Saltzman <laughs> is like a repressed lesbian. I can't wait. I can't wait, honestly. Because honestly, points, point, new points are being made every time I rewatch. I got to be so honestly. real with you. <laughs> Honestly, and then we have all the season four, and it's like, oh god, exactly. There's I'm like, no okay, way. ladies, can we like crack an egg? Can we do this just a little bit faster? And then they yeah. didn't because it was the CW. <laughs> no, if we had season five, though, oh. Anyway, fucking Alaric and Jeremy have like this like fighting back and forth, and Jeremy's <laughs> like. Every my problem is that everybody thinks I shouldn't have one, and we're like, you are so clearly a traumatized teenage boy. You are allowed to have problems as long as you are trying at all. Yeah. And then Alaric's like, I get it, man. My wife wanted to be a vampire more than she wanted to be with me, and which is like actually kind of funny. It is like when you think about it, you're like, oh yeah. It's kind of funny that he got fucking cock blocked by the concept of vampirism. I just think that's real good. Uh, later then he's like I also lost Jenna and you know like Meredith and lost my own life and came back again there's always a way to keep going okay alcoholic what do you want sir do you want a prize (laughs) do you want to do you want like your one year coin what's up do you want a cookie (laughs) do you want a cookie Alaric you did good you did good being a tortured man here's a little cookie (laughs) just for you but Just like I do you're ag- so good at being a tortured little meow meow. <laughs> I do agree with Alaric though for like a little bit. Like I'm like I'm playing the I'm doing There is Mendo. always a way to keep going. And he has yes. had to deal with quite a lot. And he has bounced back from it. And he even in admitting like I lost Damon and him being like, and I miss him, and it's like, oh, oh, that's sad. Okay, anyways. <laughs> 
Anyway. But, like, Alaric, like, he keeps going. Like, that's the one thing I will say about him. Like, despite the tr- the bullshit that he's gone through and the person that he's played by. <laughs> yeah, literally. The character Alaric, you are, he is one of my, like, I, I love him to death. Like, he is a great character. Like, he had some great development this entire series. Legacy's not so much. He was just there for the the legacy part of it. Um for the paycheck, I guess. I mean, I would be too. If you told me to sit down and spite monsters, I'd be like, sold. Um, anyway, but like, I I like this like little, like him being like a little bit like, like him kind of reflecting on his trauma and being like, guess what? I got through it. And it's, and he's kind of telling Jeremy because Jeremy's kind of gone through the same thing too. Jeremy died. Jeremy's gone through the times. same thing. I also just think that again, the, Every adult in Jeremy's life is failing him. Yeah. <laughs> wildly. Like, yeah. even Alaric is bonkers failing Jeremy right now. Like, okay, I get, like, you're giving him an inspirational speech now. Do you want to, like, I don't know, help him with his homework? Do you want to, like, get him an apartment? Does Jeremy have health insurance right now? Do you want to maybe get on that? I like, feel like he does. How? I don't know. Who is who is who is who's paying for it? I mean, is he on like <laughs> is he on like state Medicaid for like kids, right? Is he on like whatever fucking Virginia kids Medicaid is? But that requires paperwork to be done. I don't think yeah. Jeremy's doing the paperwork. Alaric, are you doing the paperwork? Does Jeremy have health insurance? I feel like Elena's doing that. Like she probably like after, now like, she probably, is. She was too busy with her shit, though. Like before that, though, no. <laughs> I'm just saying, like every adult and every person in Jeremy's life is failing him, and he's right to be pissed and acting out about it. But I also think, like, he's not doing a great job. He's not having a fun character moment, which I get. Whatever he's traumatized, Alaric is not helping his like very clearly traumatized son through this. Yeah. And we're supposed to be like, yeah, Alaric's the good guy. Where? Bitch, where? He's not really showing his, like, I'm the good guy. I just feel really sad for, like, who Jeremy Gilbert could have been if every adult in his life had not failed him at literally every turn. Yeah. This is why in my TVD rewrite fanfic, I will make Jeremy (laughs) Jeremy go to therapy. (laughs) <laughs> I wrote this amazing fanfic. He's gone to therapy. What? <laughs> <laughs> like you're not gonna like do like a like him hunting vampires? No therapy. Okay, great. Have he's fun. Gone to therapy first, and then he's hunting vampires. You can't hunt <laughs> vampires if you're hunted by your own demons. All right. <laughs> Get right with your own mind before you start Love trying it. to murder other people, like judge, jury, it's- execution. <laughs> Get your mind right before you start murdering people. <laughs> I hate it here, but I love it. <laughs> but also, them fighting, it's just like, why? That was out of nowhere. They're really just like fighting for something to do. This is this is a fun scene because of the fact that they're fighting, but why are they fighting? Uh uh-huh. Yeah, they're just doing it. Why not? Um <laughs> Back in the flashback of of Damon's 1994, Damon gets free of him, his imprisonment because of the eclipse blocking out the sun. 
who could have seen that coming? Who could have guessed? And he kills Gail and all the other attendees. This is actually one of the incidents that restarted the Founders Council to make all of the problems for present day Mystic Falls, which I think is funny. I do I enjoy like that this. The, I kind of like that they threw in that, like, this is the moment that the Founders Council started up again. Because then it makes sense. Because if we remember, I just had this thought. Thank you. I am so controversial and brave. Uh, <laughs> I like that you said that you're so controversial yet brave before you even said your thought. You're like, I'm a front load this shit. I'm a, I, I just have to specify everything I say. I'm controversial, but brave. Like, clap the nails together. I don't have nails. Um, anyway, um, it, like, we're really back to, like, season three, like, when the Founders Council, like, all the parents took down Michael. Yeah. So it's like, well, how come all of a sudden they were, like, all together? This answers that. The Founders Council was up and running. And now I kind of want a spinoff about the Founders Council. Because I feel like that could be fun. Yeah. I do. I do like that... Damon created problems in 1994 that 2011 him just could not solve. <laughs> yeah. I do like that fact about him. I do think it's funny. He like, started the go, problem. And he, he started the problem and he's like, what do you mean there's a founder's council that hates vampires? I don't understand. This doesn't make sense. How could this have happened? <laughs> how well, could this have? How could this have had problems 15 years later? In the year of our Lord and Savior, 2009. Stefan made... Stefan did do a fucked up thing here where he made Zach forget about Gail and the baby. Yeah. Fucked up moments from our boy Stefan. I'm not going to lie to you here. I'm like, Stefan, this isn't the move. I mean, I understand why he did it. He did it to protect... Protect? (laughs) Protect Zach. And also because spoiler, I mean, is it like is it this when they reveal it that the baby was born? At the end of this episode is when they reveal it. So yeah, we can talk yeah. about it a little bit. But yeah, yeah. so I'm like, I'm like, do they reveal the baby's alive? I don't remember. Like, and the baby survived, obviously. Yeah. So like, we know Damon didn't kill a baby, which thank God. Like, whew. Yeah, we wouldn't want him to be Tyler second. now, would we? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, but like. It makes, like, I understand, like, why Stefan did what he did. Because he was worried about Damon, and Damon was in his unhinged era. Damon had literally just promised him an eternity of misery. So it's kind of like, I understand. But at the same time, he could have easily hidden that baby with Zach a little bit better. And let that baby have a normal life. I think it is unimaginably cruel for him to make this man forget about ostensibly the love of his life like yep that is wildly a cruel thing to do to somebody you claim to love and die without knowing his own daughter yeah like like, we're I, talking about this being Damon's worst day. I'm like, Stefan, how about you? This is certainly not Stefan's finest moment. I get, like, no. panicking about it and just, like, doing what you yes. think is right in the moment. But also, like, you had the forethought. You kept an eye on this baby. Like, you took yeah. this woman to the hospital so that her baby could be born. And live like, in an incubator for three months. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, 
You could have, like, in that three months, like, told Zach. Exactly. So that he could have been a father. Like, that seems just unimaginably cruel to do to somebody. Yeah, and, like, I understand, like, because, like, they because they already invited Damon in the house, so, like, you could have just gone to a different house. You could have so, like, moved? Steph, you could have moved. The house, The boarding house was still going to be there, regardless. And still being used as a boarding house. Which, by the way, I forgot how beautiful that house is. I know. Like the- this is, like, the only time we see it actually being used as a boarding house, which I think is funny. Yeah, and it's, like, I think it's, like, one of the last times we see it being used, like, the actual house. Because around this time, they were tearing it down. Oh, true. They tore it down because they wanted to build condos. Bullshit. I hate real estate development. Honestly, and imagine like, and I'm sorry, I'm back on my legacy soapbox for a second. How cool would it have been if they were able to have used that house with legacies? It would have been cool, but also, again, the architecture of that house would make no sense with putting an entire school and dormitories (laughs) into it so i'm all right with them not using that house specifically yeah i'm like my fan canon is they just tore down like parts of the house and just rebuilt it on the other side (laughs) because uh but anyway i was very sad i was very happy to see that house also just think did Nobody else in town know Gail or know that she was expecting with Zach. Yeah. You had to, Zach has to have figured out at some point what happened here. Or Stefan told him or something. I don't think Stefan would have told him because Stefan didn't give him his daughter. But like Zach has to have figured out at some point because he lived in Mystic Falls his whole life. Mystic Falls is a very not big town, according to the lore of this fucking show. Yeah, it's like 6,000 people. Like, I think there's a sign literally in the episode that says 6,000 people, which is not that big for, I mean, that's good for like a small town, but like. It's not that big. You know people in that town. Like, you have friends and stuff. Yeah. You know, like, it just seems, again, a wildly cruel thing to do to somebody. It does. Um, but that's again not Stefan's mm. finest moment. It is not my drama. <laughs> it's not Stefan's finest moment. I'm gonna be real right there. Yeah. Elena leaves the bar and Stefan goes up to a dude at the bar and tries to basically like start a fight. Um <laughs> And he lets the guy, like, beat him the fuck up. And Elena comes back in to grab her jacket. And she's like, um, what the fuck is going on here? Um, which I think what is funny. What the freak? <laughs> I just, and I kind of love that even Elena's like, I, like, but, like, it's also, like, I kind of like that Stefan got the collar out in this scene. I... I love my Stelena loves, like, love, like, friendship scenes. Like, I love them to death. But those angst scenes where they are just going at each other's throats and fighting with each other, give me more. It's good. It is good shit. And I love how he was like, he's like, you did the exact same thing and forgot about Damon. Like, and she's like, what are you talking about? I hate Damon. And he's like, no, you don't. You loved him. And she's like, huh? Yeah. (laughs) She's like, what a plot twist in this scenario. Can I just say, kind of hate that Delena living in this sort of blissful ignorance only lasts for like an episode. Yeah, I kind of was it's kind like, of fucking I, annoying for how big of a deal they made it. It is a little bit annoying, 
Yeah, but like it also kind of makes sense because there was going to be a time when Elena found out. Like she would have found out eventually. Someone yeah, but was like, going to slip up. Yeah, but also again, this goes back to something we talked about forever ago, which is that the Mystic Falls gang, like Damon, isn't friends with them. They all put up no. with him, but he's like not their besties. Like Stefan <laughs> is probably the only one who was going to remind Elena about Damon, and like he could have just not. I just yeah, think it's kind of have. annoying from a storytelling perspective that you made such a big fucking deal in episode three about like her fucking forgetting about Damon. And then yeah. this episode, again, like I'll, in episode later, it's like, oh, hey. Yeah. We're back. She but it, I also like it like from a point like of Elena's characterization because she's kind of like, oh, I did this for myself. Which, yeah, later on we'll get to it. She reads a letter that um, she wrote yeah. to herself. Which is actually very cute, and I love that. <laughs> which is everybody's favorite Dear Diary moment. I know. I love when we get a Dear Diary. Today will be different. Stefan says some bullshit, by the way, before we get off the scene, actually. Um, yeah. Stefan says some bullshit like, Damon inspired you. He pushed you to own the darkest parts of yourself. And when he, uh, you died, he was the only one that could make you feel alive again. And you made him feel human. You loved Damon for the same reason I love Damon. Because in spite of every single thing that he did, we couldn't live without him. And now you don't have to, but I do. So I'm going to do it my way. You do it yours. Okay, here's my thing. Mm-hmm. I agree with Stefan, because yes, I love the idea of Stefan, not Stefan, um, Damon and Elena, like him bringing her back to life and like making her feel human, like when she's supposed to be dead. Because Stefan brought her back to life, Damon made her feel human when she wasn't human. So I kind of like that. Sure. Like just the position of them. And I'm like, I'm also Stefan's a little drunk, so I'm like, I'm gonna kind of forgive him for like a <laughs> may his trespasses be trespassed. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Um, sorry, I gotta do the quick Lord's Prayer. Um, but, like, he's kind of quoting, like, what he, Damon said, like, in their first meeting with Elena. It's like, he pushed you, challenged you to do something in love that consumed you. And it's like, dude, like, how, were you there? Like, I know you were, but, like, were you... <laughs> it's just so, like... Okay, I get it. Like, you can't live without him. Again, it's been three years. Elena, calm the fuck down. Again, I really truly do not want to, like, minimalize her feelings or anything. But also, at some point, you have to tell your friend that her boyfriend is a toxic piece of shit. And that when they broke up the first time, it was the right thing to do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Yeah, I get it. Like, and I understand Three Damon years does trauma become, bonding, yeah. but still, girl. <laughs> girl. And I understand, like, and I fully will admit, I will put down my, my weapons for a little bit and say, like, I do agree Damon does become a better man later on in the series. And I think because of his time with Bonnie, it improves him so much better. Yeah, I just... But at the same time, also, I'm like, <laughs> you're on thin fucking ice, dude. But, like, also, like, it's weird because it's, like, I understand, like, why Elena did it. Like, if you could erase all that grief that you were feeling and not have to feel it and just, it'd be great. It'd be awesome. 
But at the same time, it's kind of like Stefan doesn't have that choice. He can't wipe away his brother. Elena can wipe him away because it's just, yeah, you knew him for three years. Woohoo. But Dan- but Stefan's had him for 160 plus years. So it's kind of like, how can he erase Stephen, that? Stefan, I get, right? That's his fucking brother. Yeah. Like, whatever. Everybody else, though, I'm like, again, three years, guys. <laughs> Caroline's like first in line to the Alark, like Damon White memory. Like, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> she's like, she's like, I will charge you by the hour. Let's do this. She'll charge him by the hour and pay him in bourbon. Like, it'd be perfect. Somewhere in the woods, Matt brings <gasps> wo- Trip to, uh, or Trip brings Matt, sorry, to a weird cabin. And oh, I forgot about this. <laughs> Trip is like, I have a secret, a secret I only share with people I trust. Um, He's like, my wife didn't die in a car accident. She was murdered, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Vampires, they're real. And one murdered my wife. But this is the one who murdered Jay. And I'm going to get him to name all of his vampire buddies, starting with the one who bit your friend Sarah. And it's Enzo. Dun, dun, dun. Which, (laughs) I don't remember, actually, this one. 50 bucks. Enzo just keeps getting put into situations. Poor Enzo. Like, I feel bad for Enzo now. I'm like, first off, like, when this happened, like, when I was first watching it, I was like, yeah, get fucked. You get a bird, bitch. Now I'm like, no, my baby Enzo, he protect him at all cost. But, like, 50 bucks. The woman who killed Trip, the, the woman, the vampire who killed Trip's wife. Damon, right? Like, Oh, for sure. Without it's a doubt. Damon. Like, oh, I absolutely. don't remember. Are you kidding me? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I, I don't, don't remember, remember either, but yeah, definitely. It super is. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like going to be like, it, it's, it, it was Damon, wasn't it? It was, it was, it was Damon. Damon, right? It was Damon. Damon did the murder. It is, it's just like, we know what's going to happen. The plot twist would be for me, it would be Stefan. Like, that'd be a plot That's twist. That's the other me. one that I was like, I mean, it could be Stefan. He could could have done it well on a ripper binge but also like i don't think so but, like when would he have done, like when did trip's wife die like when did he leave mystic falls exactly yeah and i also wasn't here for the last episode so we didn't get that stunning revelation of the compulsion reveal like yeah. going away i love that i know i, I do too i really love fucking it love that it's like it's like just the rules go away it's like really yeah you fun. forgot and i just like i love it I love that this magical border thing is here for a little bit longer. Like, it's so it's much It's good. It also reminds you that compulsion is just magic. Yeah. Which is sort of mirrored in the originals when Davina gets rid of compulsion with magic. Like, compulsion's just magic. Yeah. Match is magic. And when you put a magic barrier up that says no more magic, guess what happens? No more magic. No more magic. Um... Jeremy returns to the Salvatore house to find Sarah and Sarah's like, hey, FYI, um, I found this pic of my dad and my mom and um, my dad is Zach Salvatore. So she is Sarah Salvatore. (gasps) I kind of like that name though, Sarah Salvatore. It's a good name. It's It's a a good good name. name. Like it rolls off the tongue. It really does. Who named her though? Oh wait, no, her adoptive parents probably did. Yeah, her adoptive parents... Definitely name parent. She definitely has a different last name. But I was like, "Wow, can you imagine like the, the, 
the um the serendipity of ending up with the name Sarah and Salvatore at the same time. Like, wow, what a genius. And I remembered, oh, wait. Yeah. Salvatore <laughs> is probably not her official last name. Yeah, it's not it's not on the birth certificate. It's not exactly. anywhere else. But I do kind of like the idea that Stefan did have this secret. Because it kind of shows him, like, yeah, he had his own secrets, too. Yeah. But at the same time, it is, like, I, I will agree with you, it is a little shitty. Like, it's kind of like, you could have told Zach, like, later on, when you knew Sarah was safe, like, when you knew that she was old enough, when you knew, because we will come to find out that Stefan knows exactly where Sarah is. <laughs> And it's just like, and was. And so it's like, you could have, like, you could have, like, been like, hey, Zach, this is your daughter, Sarah. Surprise! And taken away that compulsion, like, easily. But no. No, 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 no. But no, we have a very complicated moment for me being a Stefan Liker. Um, okay. I know. It's so hard, like, when they throw these wrenches in on Stefan. Because with Damon, we find it so easy. Yeah. Because it's like, he's always done horrible things. And Stefan, because Damon's considered the anti-hero. Yeah. Damon's, Stefan's considered the hero. So you're like, when, like, the, like sh- when that shift happens, when Stefan becomes the anti-hero and Damon becomes the hero, air quotes. Air quotes. He Heavy air quotes. He, kind, he does kind of become a hero this season, which is scary to, for me to say. I know, I hate it. I know. I hate that I'm saying this, but like, this is a good season for Damon. I know. I, I, I know. I hate that we're. So, what is wrong with us? I don't know. <laughs> we should go back to season one and be like, ah, oh, Damon. I feel sucks. very sick, so I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> I think it's the um the chicken noodle soup I have boiling on the stove right now, and then the smells are getting to me. It's just, it's wafting into your room with like it's cartoon scent into my lines room. and everything. <laughs> yeah, and it's like. Damon Salvador is the hero, right? <laughs> God, um, that chicken soup about to make you do some ungodly things. But yeah, no, this is when it's a hard time to be a Stefan liker. <laughs> it is because he's done some. He's. It's really hard because, like, like I will defend Stefan, but it's like there are some things you can't defend him for, and it's like, yeah, you can admit that your fave is problematic. You're good. Like, yeah, if you, exactly. I fully admit, like, Elena's done shitty things. Damon's done well. Damon, yeah, obviously. Uh, Elena, like Stefan's done horrible things. Even Caroline's done horrible things. Like she's not perfect. Like Bonnie's done. Mm, Bonnie, no, no. Uh, mm, I also yeah. don't think Caroline has done that many bad things. Tbh. No, she's killed like one person and like used like and betrayed people to save her friends. But like that's that's pretty it. much it. Yeah, girls pretty much blameless. I, Same with I feel Bonnie. Like the one, she's like, also done the nothing one- wrong. <laughs> I feel like the one thing that can be classified like, oh my god, Caroline, you're a horrible person, is sleeping with Klaus. But like, even then, admit your faves are problematic. It makes your life so much better. And it makes you seem sane and reasonable. Elena goes to Alaric, and he gives her uh, her diary that has a letter to herself in it. And basically, the letter to herself is like, OMG, Damon's my soulmate. I couldn't deal with it. You've yeah. been given a chance to start over. I want you to you. take it. I want you to be happy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, fucking blah 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 girl. Anyway, we're just moving yeah. on from that because, again, I don't want to deal with all that mess. But I do kind of like how Elena was like, no, you know what? But take this away. If I need to read it again, I'll come to you, but I'm good. 
Yeah. Because, like, she could have easily just been like, give me all my memories back and undone all of that work. But I feel like she needs to live a life where she's blissfully unaware of her life with Damon. Because it also, and I hate that I'm going to say this, because we know Damon's coming back. Woohoo. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives them a chance to prove that the sire bond wasn't the reason they fell in love. It gives us that like season three, like retcon. Ret- it, it, it doesn't take away like how I felt in season three, how Elena was like, there's something mysterious about Damon, something that challenges me. And I, I love that. And then the sire bond happened. She's like, I'm all in on Damon. It's like, no girl, you were not. Yeah. Like I like the Damon that challenged you. Like if, I loved when Damon challenged her because Damon's against all of her morals. Yeah, and I do, I think it's good for Elena to get a reset because I think she deserves it. She deserves to have her hot girl summer unburdened of all of the horrors. Yeah, and it's also good for Damon because he's going to come back and Elena's not going to remember him. (laughs) So it's kind of like he gets a second chance to do it right this time. And not be a mega shithead? And not be a shithead and mess it up. When? Like, he has a chance, a second chance to fall in love with the person he says is the love of his life. Or see that, like, and kind of prove, I think to himself, like, maybe they aren't as toxic as they should have been. Because I feel like all the trauma from the past is, like, burning them them down. Like, uh, can you imagine if the moment that Elena fell in love with Damon was when when he killed Jeremy? (laughs) God. Can you imagine that? Jesus God. <laughs> Christ. The Miss Mystic Falls dance. Blech. I do love that scene though. <laughs> I hate it. Like I hate because I'm not a Delena shipper. I'm Stelena all the way. But like there are some Delena scenes that I'm like, oh, this shit is good. I need to be put down. I think this is it. <laughs> I think you do, actually. You're like a rabid dog I, now. I think we've reached I the point I of no return. To, I think we need I'm to old a, yeller you behind the fucking shed. I'm making an appointment now at the local vet. <laughs> Kai reveals that he cannot do magic himself, but he can consume it from others temporarily. He is Which, our uh, first, our first siphoner, everybody. I Let's love give it, it up I'm... for new myth magic. Let's give it up for I... widening of the magic system. I love this shit so much. When Julie dropped that, like when they dropped that, I'm not like I'm actually like Julie Pluck herself. Like came into my house was like, here's some new mythology. Uh, she didn't. Um, I wish she did though. I would have had a long chat with her. Um, but I like when they dropped this like m- like new like kind of like witchy thing because it's like we've had the same thing for so many seasons. Like, we've had witches, yay, they're connected to nature, and then we had the travelers, and then, like, we do different magic. This is something we've never seen before. Like, I've never seen that, like, on any television show before, like, a siphoner? Like, I've seen, like, siphoner, like, type, like, magical creatures, but not, like, a character that's, like, can yeah. steal your magic and, like, hurt you while doing it. Yeah, it's really interesting. We will, you and I will have, you and I and Jordan will have this conversation when we get to Legacies. Yeah. But specifically Kai hurting Bonnie when he takes her magic. We'll have this discussion later. I don't think that's necessary for siphoners. I think he just does it because no. he's a dick. 
Yeah, 100%. Like, I think the like, twins think... the twins can so easily just yoink magic from people and they don't feel a thing, but Kai makes sure that it hurts, which I think is such yeah. a good character point, actually. And you I don't kinda... realize it's a character point until, like, yeah. years later. Yeah, because then, like, I remember, like, when Legacies first came on, like, yeah, they had the same special effects and everything like that. And it's like, Josie kissed Raphael and siphoned from him, and you're like, wait a minute. And you're like, hold on. Hold on. Isn't that supposed to hurt? And the answer is you- no, because it doesn't need to. And no. then it recontextualizes the whole, like, season six on. It recontextualizes the whole thing. It's really interesting. Yeah. Even when we get down to our lovely new players at the end of the season, oh, like, true. we kind of see, like, I'm excited for them. Um like, even, I think they even don't have to do, like, they don't even do it. They do, but, like, not all the time. I think it's just Kai being a dick because it's he's, like, It's 1,000% he can- Kai being a dick. Basically, uh, Kai consumes some of Bonnie's magic. He um, takes a little bit of it, sets the sets the house on fire, and hurts, da- hurts Damon. And basically what Kai says is that uh, we can all three of us can go home together that's cool with yep. me right that's all right the thing is is that if you try to hurt me i'm just gonna kill bonnie take her magic and go home myself which is kind of scary <laughs> and it's so fucking good actually it's so fucking good i love it it adds a new layer to this because at first you're like great this is a witch we've dealt with a witch with no powers Great, Damon can just, Bonnie and him can team up, take him down, use the Ascendant, and get the fuck out. But then at the same time, now this adds this, where Kai, they now know that Kai is this murderer psychopath, where he can, and scythe, and can take magic at like a flick of a wrist, just it's like a touch really of a hand. Good. Like, it just adds more stakes to him. Like, it's kind of like when we found out that Klaus was a hybrid. It's just... They're really good at throwing in that little whoopty. I know. I love, I it. love it. It's beautiful, perfect. Wonderful. Great. It's beautiful, perfect. So. Diamonds. <laughs> last scene this episode. Yes. Back at the car shop. Stefan sees who else but Ivy. <laughs> and she's like, I don't feel so good. Your friend Enzo made me drink his blood and now I'm really thirsty. And her little uh, vampire face comes out and Stefan's like, ah, fuck. <laughs> I, I love this. It was so funny. I love Stefan's actions immediately coming back to bite him in the ass. I, I forgot that Ivy turned into a vampire. So like, I, Same. I, was like, Wait, I also forgot. I was like, oh shit. It, and I, I love Ivy. She was fun. She was a great character. It was we all know what's going to happen to her? Yeah. <laughs> sorry to sorry to spoil the fun, but like it was a nice little plot twist because like you never we never saw Enzo feed her feed her his him. Yeah. We never saw blood thing. We never saw blood exchange. We never saw Enzo feed her his blood. Thank you very much. I, Jesus. Thank you so much. You I really struggled that. there, huh? I did. I. <laughs> I think my brain like short circuited. Um, but like we never saw that, so like you never thought that was coming. It's just like a nice little like plot twisty thing 
Kind of like with Logan Fell back in the day. Yeah, it is. So you're like, oh, shit. Same thing. I enjoy it. And it's a good little stinger to end this episode on. Yeah. All that said, Brian. Hi. I'm going to ask you what you rank this episode in a second. But first, okay. I need to ask you what you ranked last week's episode, Welcome to Paradise 603, because I didn't get your ranking for that one. You did not. Jordan and I, and I had- both gave it a 9.5. I think I'm going to go with you guys at 9.5. 9.5? Okay, cool. Yeah. Now, now I got to ask, Brian, scale of 1 to 10, what do you rank this episode? Oh, God. Part of me wants to say a 9. All right. Like, it's a very, it's a good episode. Yeah. But I think I'm going to add a 0.5. You're going to do 9.5? Purely because, a 9.5 a 9. purely because, like, it just was... Rewatching it and I'm it's still getting surprised good. by it. Yeah. It's and I'm still good. getting surprised by it. Like, yeah, that's that's a bump up in my book. Have we is this like have like do we have like a low rated episode this season? Not yet. Nothing oh, this season God. has been below a nine. <laughs> oh <laughs> we have never had this before. It's been me. I've had this before. This I've had this moment multiple well, times. I'm like this is a nine. This is this is tied with season four for the hottest start for a season because I'm also going to give this episode a 9.5. So this is four episodes that none of us have ranked below a nine. It ties season four of TVD and I'm going to take a wild guess and say season one of T.O. No, even season one yeah. of T.O. had a had an eight start? from Jordan. It, it, yeah, so, it had a... This ties season four of TVD, the only season to have a strong start. And if if next week's episode, which is 605, The World Had Turned and Left Me Here, if that one also ranks above a nine, it will be the hottest start to a TVD season. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So. I don't remember what happens in the next episode, but we'll see. Banger title. Hey, it also. Is. I, l- I love the titles this season. I know, they're really good. Hey, also, who's our MVP uh, this week? Fuck, I don't know. I'm <laughs> trying hard. to think about it, and I don't... I Part don't... of me's like, Bonnie, and then I'm like, well, Bonnie didn't really do much except, like, be witchy. She didn't do much. And then I'm like, much. Elena, and then, it's, and then it's like, Elena just kind of was a bitch. And then it's like, Stefan, and it's like, no, he also hit a baby. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be controversial and brave. Not but brave and brave. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Kai. Brian, can I tell you that you're not very controversial because last week's episode was also a Kai MVP. And I think Are you this, fucking I'm serious? You and I think this week's episode is also a Kai MVP move. Because it's just like, well, obviously Chris Wood, fantastic actor. Love him to death. He's also super hot. And I'm like, ah. Okay, um, I'm glad you feel that way. Thank you so much. <laughs> he made me realize I'm gay. Oh, love that. We're looking I'm joking. at little friends. <laughs> He did it. I had. I did have a crush on him, though. I did have a crush on him back in the day, even though he was a sociopath. Um, but, like, it's just, like, Kai had, like, he pulled plot twist out of plot twist out of plot twist, like, out of his sleeve. Like, he, and he still hasn't put all of his cards on the table yet. Like, there's still more to him that we do not know. And that's terrifying. And I'm ready for it. Because Kai is that bitch. 
I'm with you. I think Kai is the MVP for this episode because he has the most fun and causes the most problems, which we all know is MVP stands for most valuable problem maker Uh, (laughs) or problem solver, depending on the episode. That's true. I think that's it. Join us next week for uh, season six, episode five. The world had turned and left me here. I don't remember this episode at all, but again, banger title. This has been a banger season. Yeah. I'm kind of digging it. Uh, And for a fun ride. You can find us on uh, all social media. We're on Twitter at AfterbytePod. We're on Tumblr at AfterbytePod. We're also on Instagram at AfterbytePod. You can literally find us anywhere. Just scream into the night AfterbytePod and we will come to you. Like angels. Three times in a mirror, I will appear. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like angels. Not me or Jordan. Me. <laughs> just, just Brian will appear. Yeah. I'm not making that effort to go through my mirror to get to your mirror to get to your house. Like, I don't want to make that much effort. But Brian does, and so he will do it. I I need attention. I'm lonely. <laughs> you can, if you would like to, support the show on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/Afterbite. <laughs> I am just ignoring you and barreling that on ahead. That so funny and stupid. If you have corrections, you can email them to us at afterbite at brightcrownmedia.com. You can also head over to anchor.fm slash afterbite and uh, just like leave us a voice message if you're like, wow, you guys are fucking stupid and I do need to tell you how stupid you are live on air. We'll fucking play it. I'll give a shit. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. is it for this week. Love you.